Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is all about expansion. We know we're here for expansion. We expand through experiences. We can't help but expand. But most of the time, we're expanding in fear when we're reacting to outside conditions or believing outside conditions can make us feel something, or when we try to control ourselves or people or the, our conditions. And so this kind of expansion has been going on for a long time, and it is a, you know, it's a reasonable amount of expansion. But what we've intended to do is come here for exponential expansion, and that's what Joshua was talking about in this episode. How do you exponentially expand? It all has to do with seeing yourself as a creator from a higher perspective and embracing that which is completely new, the unimaginable. How do you ex expand in the unimaginable? Well, you listen to the guidance that's offered through inspiration. You build a new relationship with fear. You're able to push past more fear. You don't look at yourself as a victim. You process your limiting beliefs and you move out of the densities. In fact, this is the direction that our inner selves are guiding us to. One thing that was really interesting in the boot camp is this concept that what you think you want is completely different than what you truly want. What you think you want is based in your human perspective, based in the boxes that other people have attained. And in the attaining of those things, you think you'll feel better. But of course, the outside conditions can't make you feel better. What you truly want is to be moved along your life as you intended and to have all the experiences in joy. This will lead to an unimaginable life. And this is what Joshua and the White Life have been talking about recently. So really, you're inner self is guiding you through densities. We come in at the lower densities and those at lower densities are full of fear. It's what most people are living in, but we're being guided to the higher densities. And the only way to get there is by shifting your perspective. All the courses that Joshua and the white life have created are designed to do one thing and that's to shift your perspective. It all started with the boot camp, and we've had 21 boot camps so far since they were channeled in 2018. And then the White Light and Joshua this year have channeled the Foundations Program and the Basic Training. These are bridges to get to the boot camp. The boot camp is wildly leading edge and very intense and uh, very deep. So there are two courses that prepare people to take the boot camp. First one is Foundations. It's a four-week course. It introduces you to 14 spiritual principles has a daily spiritual practice, it's coaching calls, daily prescribed meditation, and you have access to the Joshua Live calls where you can ask Joshua or the White Light questions live. The second course after Foundations is called Basic Training. This is a five-week course. It introduces more leading-edge spiritual concepts in a new way. They have assignments. The assignments create emotion, and the emotion anchors the information into the very core of your being. You start to shift your perspective in both these courses, and you get to a level where you're able to use all of these tools that we have to process limiting beliefs and to raise your perspective in all areas of your life. This idea of perspective includes balance, so it's no good to just have a high perspective in one or two areas of your life when the other areas aren't working. What you want to do is achieve balance so that all areas of your life are working and from there, your perspective shifts rapidly. And that's how you make your way through the densities. You start remembering. You start knowing things. You start knowing yourself, who you truly are. Things happen faster. It's a lighter, easier density. There's much less fear in that density. You do not respond the same way to outside conditions. 
and your life feels very, very good to you. In fact, you feel completely awake and aware and conscious, and you know that you're moving towards more expansion. As this expansion occurs, it becomes exponential because it's based in love. That leads to the unimaginable life that they've been talking about for a little while here. So if you'd like to start moving in that direction through fear to more love to a higher perspective of yourself, the best way to start is with the Foundations course. If you haven't done any Joshua courses or White Light courses, that's where to, where you start. And we're starting a new course on October 2nd in about seven days. If you want more information about that, please send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com or go to the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com. If you're taking Foundations, the next step for you is the basic training. And once you've done foundations and basic training, of course, the next level is the boot camp. Once you're in any of these courses, you can take them again. Once you're in the boot camp, you can take that as many times as you want for the rest of your life. This is where it's all leading. And these are all inspired courses. So you'll have a bit of fear. Push past your fear. Send me an email. I'll get together with you or Christy will. And we'll have a Zoom call, and one of us will tell you exactly what all the courses are about and and how you can get involved and the prices and that sort of thing. It's a very fun call. So think about that. Uh, we also have the retreat coming up in the end of October. We have two spots left. If you would like more information on that, send me an email again, garybodley at gmail.com, and I'll send you all the information. Thanks for being here. Thanks for all you do to support this podcast and to help disseminate this information across the world. It is growing rapidly thanks to you. And so please remember to like and subscribe and leave a review and comments and all that great stuff. All right, let's get ready for the show. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Hi Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, welcome. Hi, Joshua. So are you understanding where you are, where you exist in this moment? where your path is leading you, where you've come from, and your state of being at this time. Do you understand your perception of reality? And is that perception of reality aligned with your inner self's perception of your reality? Well, if it is, you'll be feeling good and you'll be moving along quite contentedly. And of course, sometimes something will pop up, but that's a manifestation event and you'll see it as simply a limiting and limiting belief. So everything is working out for you perfectly. You're on your path towards exactly what you came here to explore. Your life has been perfect every moment up until this point. It's perfect in this moment, and it'll continue to be perfect as you move forward. How you perceive your reality is up to you. You can choose to see yourself as the victim or the creator or anywhere else in between on that spectrum. That is up to you. No one is asking you to view yourself any differently than you are viewing yourself. If you would like to enhance your experience in this lifetime, then you might want to see yourself more as the creator and less as the victim. But again, that is up to you. You are fully free, aware, conscious, and can make whatever decision you want as far as your perspective goes. Sometimes you will feel like it is appropriate to think that things are bad or to complain or to joke about this, that, or the other thing. And of course, whatever you want to do in your life is your prerogative. You have absolute free will to choose your perspective. In the choosing of perspective, you will have access to certain decisions, actions, choices, and a path that will lead to unfolding of more. You see, as you perceive anything that's going on in your outside conditions from the perspective of the creator, you will have a different feeling as you relate to those outside conditions. Not all the time will you be able to see them as good and right and perfect 
and moving you along just as you intended, but many times you will. And when you see that, you'll be feeling something, and that feeling will be a vibration that you're offering, and that vibration will be emitted into the universe, and you'll be responded to and reflected back with a perfect reflection of how you see yourself. Now, this system is in place so that you can know your perspective because you very much want to know where you are on that path. You very much want to have the feedback that is visceral and that you can see with your own eyes and sense with all your physical senses. And as you become more of the creator of your reality and you perceive yourself from a much higher perspective, understanding that this is the life that you chose for you this time around to fulfill certain intentions that you had prior to your birth, perfectly planned by the highest evolution of you that's ever existed. As you can see what you're here to do, and as you move along that, well, you can't help but choose to see yourself from a higher perspective because it'll make sense to you. Suddenly there is clarity. Suddenly you'll understand what you've been doing in the past and how you got here and what everyone else has been helping you with so that you can see yourself more clearly. You'll understand that all the people in your life are there for a reason to be more of that reflection so that you can know yourself even better. And this entire journey of self-discovery is built into the very fabric of this reality. This reality is unique in that you forget who you are. So this sense of discovery is something different than what could be had anywhere else. Every experience is designed to show you who you are and how you're being. And if you are aware of this, well, you can drop the insecurities, you can drop the doubt, you can drop the worry, and you can live confidently aware that you can only have the experiences that you need to have. But how you experience them is up to you. Now, you might say, well, there's only one way to experience this, and there's only one way to experience that. But for certain, you can tell that that is not accurate. You can experience anything in joy. It just depends on the perspective that you choose. If you're choosing the highest perspective, you will experience everything in joy. And if you're choosing the perspective of the victim, you will experience everything in dissatisfaction, discontentment, and possibly even suffering. Well, how do you want to live this life? Do you want to feel good? Do you want to see what's really happening? You will experience everything you meant to experience, and therefore this will be a very expansive life for you. But the life you intended, if you're on this call now or listening at a later date, the life you intended to live is one of exponential expansion, to experience things that have never been experienced before, the unimaginable. Well, the unimaginable is kind of hard to explain. How do you explain something that's never occurred before? You can only do it through your own investigation, through your own understanding, through your own awareness of those things that are not usually experienced by anyone else or even yourself in your own life. And how do you gravitate towards others who are experiencing the unimaginable? Where do you find these people? There's no examples of them as far as you know. It is all moving so quickly and so elevated in this time of awakening. Where do you want to be? Do you want to be living a safe, simple, small life? Well, if you are, it's really going to have a little bit of inner conflict for you because you did not intend that. You intended to live a big life, a full life, a life of connecting and leaning in and discovering more about yourself. And so how do you discover more and more about yourself? You do what you're inspired to do. Everything you want 
will be given to you on a silver platter as long as you take the action when inspired. But many of you are thinking, no, I don't want to do that thing I'm inspired to do. That will not lead me to where I want to go. I want the old things that are in the boxes that other people are saying are good. I think that if I experience those things that other people have experienced, I'll feel good. And we've come along to tell you that the outer conditions cannot make you feel good or bad. The outer conditions are simply a reflection. You choose how you feel, and those outer conditions form to reflect back to you how you're feeling so you can know where you are. It's a perfect system. And once you get used to this perfect system, well, you'll understand when things happen, why they're happening, and you can adjust your feeling about what's happening. You don't have to do it right in the moment, but after a little time has gone by, you can be reflective of how you felt and what you thought, and maybe you can shift your perspective a little higher and see it in a new way and make a new decision, a new choice. Every choice you make is dependent on the perspective that you're choosing. If you're choosing a higher perspective, seeing yourself more fully as the creator of your reality, more perfect, more worthy, well, then you'll have access to higher quality thoughts, decisions, choices, and actions. When you're seeing yourself as a victim in those times, you will feel negative emotion and you will be dipping your perspective. And that's the feeling that you're feeling. A drop in perspective equals negative emotion. If you can hold that perspective, you'll fly right through every experience in joy. You'll be able to see it more clearly and hold on to it and practice it. And in time, nothing will drop your perspective because you will be so practiced at maintaining that perspective, no matter what's happening around you, no matter the default position of anyone else in your life, no matter how you think you should feel in that situation, you can think differently and you can choose a higher and higher and higher perspective. And this will guarantee that you feel better and better and better and move through the lower densities to the higher densities exactly as you intended to discover exactly who you are. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? I'll start. So I've been playing with this idea of identity that you've been talking about for a long time now. And I was meditating the other day, and I'm very conscious that while meditating, I can feel the identity melting away. And then as I got to a place, I think it's where you call the void, I heard the words, ask Joshua to do a, a, a Joshua version of an Abraham-style rampage on who we truly are, so that we can use that recording to lift us up, maybe listen to it frequently. So I'm going with the inspiration. Who you truly are is the creator of your reality. You are a limitless, magnificent, eternal being of pure positive love and acceptance. This is the identity, the one identity, the one with all, the one that you are, perfectly connected, the never separated, the one who begat this entire universe, who begat yourself, who begat everyone you know everything you've ever seen, everything that exists in the universe comes from the one identity. The one identity, though, has to know who it is, 
more fully. And so you come in as a fragment or an aspect of that identity. You form an identity yourself. All humans do. You forget who you are, so that identity is an aberration of the one identity. It is not bad or wrong in any way. It is an exploration. Who may I become as Emma? Well, that's quite limited, considering you don't remember who you are or your powers or where you came from or your intentions that you set on this lifetime. Who may I become? What may I learn? Well, that will depend on your perspective. If your perspective is Emma, the individual, the human who forgets, who doesn't know their power, this will be a limited experience based mostly in fear, mostly in control, mostly in what other people think, mostly in the beliefs that have been taught to you, mostly in the experiences of your past that have nothing to do with who you are now. But what could Emma be as an aspect of source, as the one identity? How could Emma move from the identity of Emma now to the one identity? And what would happen if Emma was able to drop or release or soften or make malleable the Emma identity and move towards the one identity? What could become as an aspect of source, as a partner with source, with the Emma who understands that there is no limitations, that everything is perfect, that you're the creator of the reality? that you are understanding more and more and more of who you are from higher and higher and higher perspectives. And this is the eternal game. This time it's Emma. Next time it's Bob. Then it's Sue. Then it's Steve. Evolving to higher and higher perspectives, remembering more and more and more, and merging the human identity with the one identity. The one identity is all there is. The one identity cannot know that is all there is without the Emma and the others such as you who must forget, who must feel separated. But as you move towards the one identity, you will move towards oneness and connection. You will understand that as you raise your perspective to see yourself as more, as fully sovereign in this lifetime, not always remembering, not always be able to perceive everything is true, only seeing anything from one perspective, what could you become if you chose to say, the limitations that I impose on myself are not true? They're simply context in which I discover myself. And as I release those limitations, by realizing that my beliefs are neither true or false, they are what they are, and they can be processed and examined and analyzed, and the fear that keeps me safe in this reality has nothing to do with the worry about what others think and who I have to be in order to get love from others or get what I want from this reality. What if what I want flowed to me freely as the one identity? What if I could be, have, and do anything in this reality, but not in the Emma persona, but in the one persona? Well, to do that, I would have to move through fear. And as we have said many times before, every single thing you want is on the other side of your fears. So if you got good at moving through your fear, at analyzing it, at processing it, at asking, who am I to? And then saying, who am I is, is the one, the one who's worthy of it all. And that is you, Emma, and everyone else. Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs>
Joanna. I have a question. When you talk about uh, guides and supporters, when I think of guides and supporters, I think spirit guides, archangels for for guides, say, and supporters, I think, you know, grandma, granddad, etc. Can you please just unpack that a little bit? Absolutely. Prior to your birth, you set your intentions for this life. You had an idea of what you wanted to experience. But you knew the human version of you, Joanna, would have all the experiences that you intended to have. This would expand your consciousness, your awareness, the power that you are in the non-physical. And in order to guide the human Joanna through these experiences, because you deeply cared for this version of you that would have the experiences itself, you wanted to understand that there would be a trajectory that would lead you from where you were when you were born, through childhood, through young adulthood, through the life path that you had chosen, to come to ask, how could I feel better? How could I move through this reality in more joy and ease? And he said, well, depending on the gender that I choose, the time and place of my birth, the parents, the society I was born into, and all the experiences that I am going to have, how can I make this a bit easier for Joanna? And so you went up and you said, well, it would be very helpful if I had this spirit guide and this spirit guide and that spirit guide, and this spirit guide will come in in childhood, and this one will come in in high school, and this one will come in at young adulthood, and this one will come in during the relationships. This one will come in during the career. This one will come in during the ascension process. This one will come in during the understanding of who I am process. And each one will come to the front when necessary, step in the background, but all guiding me through inspiration, intuition, meditation, gut feeling, things like that. And of course, you have a soul family and you have massive experience in other human lifetimes and you've developed relatives and children and friends who all exist in the non-physical and who are all part of that soul family, Who some of who have come in with you in this lifetime and some who remain in the non-physical. And they're all guiding you as well, as well as your inner self, who is you. Your inner self, who is you, your origin consciousness, and all the consciousnesses that ever lived before. They are all you. So you have a massive amount of guides and supporters and well-wishers and all moving you along through any means possible, whether they are inspiring you, inspiring the bird that flies across your field of vision, inspiring your friends and your relatives and the shopkeeper to mention how much they like your hair. It is all being orchestrated to move you towards more awareness of who you truly are, towards your life path in joy. The primary role of them is the guidance to experience this life as perfect, as the creator, as understanding you could not create imperfection. You could only see imperfection from the limited perspective, forgetting who you truly are, and not feeling connected with them and everyone else in your reality and everything else in your reality. You see, they understand going in that you will adopt this perception of reality based in Outside conditions can make you feel something. Victimhood. They knew that you would be that goldfish in the goldfish bowl, not understanding what's going on outside the goldfish bowl, not understanding what's going on inside the goldfish bowl. 
just living this life, reacting to conditions and creating from that reaction. So who did you choose as a spirit guide? What are you interested in? What kind of things excite you? You can endeavor to realize the type and quality of spirit guide based in your ethnic heritage, where you were born, and the types of things you're interested in. They're all perfectly chosen by you. And when you discover who they are, you will be surprised and delighted. They're the perfect guides for you. Now, other guides can also come in as well. You, from your human position, can request any guide you want. Any historical figure, any deity that might be written about in novels or history, anything you want. If it exists, it can be your spirit guide. You could have Winnie the Pooh as your spirit guide. You could have your next door neighbor as your spirit guide, the inner self of that person. There is no limits to what you can ask for as a spirit guide. And when you understand how supported you really are, there's only one possibility. You'd have to choose a perspective that you are so much more than you think you are. And so is everyone else. You are all one in this together. And many of you right now on this call are spirit guides. Your inner self is a spirit guide for others who are moving through the same or similar experiences as you. When you're turning on physical, the life that you have led now, this advanced level of perspective will be seen as quite powerful and impressive. And others will ask you to be their spirit guides in their physical reality lifetimes. This is who you truly are. You are all spirit guides yourself. You're all teachers yourself. You're all leaders yourself. You are all magnificent leading edge creators. Those of you here on the leading edge of the leading edge of thought, well, you are the champions of those who are not here yet, not that along their path yet, but are moving along to follow in your footsteps. And so you will be their guides as well. So everything is available to you. There is nothing off limits. And you can ask for anything you want. In fact, this reality is based in ask and is given. Are you asking? Are you wishing or hoping? Or are you demanding based in your sovereignty to be guided to where you're actually going and where you actually are in this moment? Well, you will be guided to the understanding of perfection because that's the only thing that's happening here. The mass consciousness is under the illusion of imperfection. This is not true. Under the illusion of separation. This is not true. And forgetting who they truly are. Well, as you endeavor along this path, you will remember. When you think you are learning something, you are simply remembering something. Everything that you think you know, everything that you have heard us say, is designed to move you towards an understanding of who you truly are or more of who you truly are. There are so many forces at work that you cannot see, so many signs, so many clues, so many things happening all around you, that if you would open your eyes, you would see them clearly. And the sign that you're opening your eyes 
is the fact that you are seeing things for the first time. Numbers lining up, a cardinal over here, a sign from a friend over here, something that you recall from your grandfather saying, something you remember in childhood, all of these things showing you that you're on your path perfectly. That's what your guides are doing all the time. And if you can open your eyes to that sort of thing and to expect it to happen and to ask for more of it to be shown to you, then you will see it. And when you do, you have to raise your perspective because how could they all be supporting you? How could you have millions in guided supporters? How could you literally be not alone at all, but surrounded by love? Because that is the truth. Excellent question. Who's next? Joshua has a question. Kim? Hi. I know all the answers to what you're going to say, but I need to hear it again. <laughs> so my nephew, my oldest nephew is having psychotic breaks and like major depression and not working and he's paranoid and he won't tell anybody anything. And so I haven't, I only reached out to him once because I don't want him to really know that his parents are telling people because he's very suspicious and paranoid, like I said, but, um, he, you know, I did reach out to him once in a text just to tell him that I loved him and that, you know, um, if he, you know, needs me for anything, just let me know. And um, I'd love to be able to help my brother, but we really don't talk about spiritual things. And so anyway, I just wanted to hear what you had to say about all that. Well, just imagine that it's not your nephew and it's not your brother and it's not your family and it's not society. Is it? If you are not understanding who you truly are, it's just one level of a psychotic break. Your nephews are just a little bit more obvious that he's not believing in the illusion. That how could you believe in this illusion when nothing is adding up and there is so much what appears to be noise going on outside of there? Everyone is experiencing their reality in the way that they need to, and they are expanding through that. Their choices, however, of how they perceive themselves will dictate their understanding and their experience as they go through it. There is no such thing as insane. It's simply a detachment from the illusion of the reality to one extent or the other. If you have the majority of humans who are believing this illusion of separation and imperfection and forgetting who they are, and then simply struggling to maintain their day-to-day -day life to get what they think they want, reacting to the conditions and feeling negative emotion. In this illusion of the separation and not understanding who they are, this is no sanity, obviously. But it is what it is. It is the default perspective of the masses. Now, they are going to go through their life in some form of discontentment and inner conflict because they're not understanding who they are and they are reacting to these conditions and then attempting to control everything. In this attempt to control, they limit their reality even more. And so it's just a spectrum of limited experience. From the higher perspective of the inner self, the experience is expansive. Now, would it be nice 
if everyone was able to experience the reality of this? From your perspective, you would say, yes, we would want everyone to understand they're the creator of their reality. They can have, be, and do anything. They are magnificent explorers. But some come in at different densities and different levels and different experiences and have different intentions. There is a level of progress. It is not easy to make huge leaps in perspective in one lifetime. And since this reality is so unique and it's a feeling reality, what would it be like to come in to this reality and feel like a victim when it's impossible to feel this way in other realities and certainly in the non-physical? That experience of not understanding and reacting and perceiving and wishing and hoping and needing others and feeling lonely and feeling all what you would call negative emotion can't be felt anywhere else can't be understood this in and of itself is expansive think of one who exists in the non-physical in contentment and ease and connection knows that the creative reality knows what is in the universe but has no firsthand experience of the feeling of physical reality or the earth reality and the feeling of forgetting and disconnection. This experience of deep disconnection is the expansion. This experience of not knowing when in the non-physical, there is no not knowing. It is all knowing. You have access to all the information. There is nothing held from you. But in this density, there is amnesia. And that is an expansive experience in and of itself. But when someone is close to you and going through what you call a hard time, you're seeing it from your perspective, not from the non-physical perspective. And because it isn't making you feel good, you're reacting to the condition, nor is it making your brother and sister-in-law and other family members feel good, you would like to do something to correct the situation. And you say, well, if they knew what I knew, about the non-physical, about what's really happening here in physical reality, they would feel better, which is true. But if that was their intention, they would be like those of you. You would either be on the call now or studying some other teacher or moving along your own path. But what happens is, if you come in, let's say, with higher emotional sensitivity, you chose this, or with some kind of mental situation. You're going along a path, understanding that that thing that you brought in with you is there to help you perfectly through everything that you need. So Kim is equipped with everything Kim needs to experience physical reality this time around to have all the experiences that you intended to prior to your birth. You're fully equipped with everything. It wouldn't serve you to have a psychotic break. It's not in your experience. There is nothing beneficial from that experience for you. However, anything that anyone else is going through, they have whatever they need. They do not come ill-equipped. It's not possible. Possibly with an experience like this of a psychotic break, this is required for them to get to their next level. 
maybe this lifetime, maybe the next lifetime, maybe an agreement with people close to them, maybe a interaction that is helping those come to another understanding and possibly leading others to say, there must be some answer here. There must be some way to help him. There must be something we can do. By the asking of those questions and the birthing of those very strong desires at this point in time, they can rethink everything that they thought was good and right and the way that reality worked. They could reach out to you. You could be inspired to mention a video or a podcast or a book that they can read. They may be inspired to take their own investigation, their own journey. Your nephew may spontaneously recover and say, oh, I understand it now. They may offer the idea of meditation or something else that will serve him as he moves through this experience. How he is choosing to view this experience, though, you can see is from the perspective of the victim, thinking he has no power, that there is no way that he can choose another path, that he is separated and disconnected, and there are no guides and supporters or inner self with him. There is nothing that is happening in someone else's reality that you have any possible way to control or change. The only thing you can do is look at it, it yourself from the higher perspective, because in looking at it as if it is perfect, which we assure you it is, you will have access to inspiration. Now, when you have access to inspiration, you say, well, maybe I could share this book or share this meditation. You will feel a bit of fear because we don't really do that in our family. Why don't you do it in the family? Because there is this judgment going on here. What's the judgment about? The judgment is more control. When there's a lot of judgment in a group dynamic, somebody's have to go to go off the rails, as you will, to point this out. How they go off the rails will be dependent on what catches everyone's attention. If you are maintaining this life experience, believing that you're doing what is correct given what society says, but yet not feeling good, not feeling authentic, not being able to follow your passions, not moving forward, still feeling negative emotion and reacting, never being able to share or understand a higher perspective or see anyone else in your life as perfect. If you're not living this way, it cannot last because it is denying the very fabric of this reality, which is perfection. Well, here you are at this time in your reality where everything is being given to you. It's a very easy way to live. And in that easiness of life, you tend to think more about yourself. Think more about yourself. Think about self. Focus everything on what the individual needs. And no matter how hard you try to control it, or wish it, or hope it changes. When you are thinking on the small self and inverting everything to make it mean about the self, you're living from the outside in. And when it really comes apparent to you that all the outside conditions are making you feel something and you actually have no control over those conditions, no matter how hard you try and no matter how much control you exert, 
you don't feel any better. In fact, you feel worse, worse and worse and worse and worse. And then you realize that everything you've been taught, how to live life in the Western way, to have success and have freedom and abundance and relationships, when none of that is working, you have to think something's wrong with you. And when you start thinking something's wrong with you, something snaps because it has to be shown to you. And how that snaps will be the perfect way for that person to understand that it's never been about the small self. It's never been about this identity as your nephew, fill in the name. It's always been about the entirety of this reality. Everything in his reality is him. It's much larger than him. And there's a purpose for it all. Yet he doesn't know it. Now, will he know it in this lifetime? It doesn't matter. Because you will have other experiences, no matter what. And there is no need to have a massive leap in this one lifetime. Yet this experience is, and of itself, the potential for a massive leap. From here, he can let go of that identity that's been caving in on him and caving in on him until he can think of nothing else, and then it snaps. When he recovers, however he recovers, he will think in a new way. He will have learned something. Will he choose a new perspective? He will choose a different perspective no matter what. Will that perspective be aligned with who he truly is? It depends on whether he continues to be thinking primarily about his small self in that small identity being crushed by the impact of what he understands in the wider world. From his perspective, he is one of 8 billion people, equal, all trying to figure it out. And how can he figure it out? He cannot. This is a perspective that wasn't available 100 years ago. You weren't really aware of too much that was going on outside your little town or your little village. But now... With all the information that's available and with the sensitivity and intelligence that those who are coming in now have, there can be a point where it becomes too much. Because to think of the small self in relation to all the data and all the information, all the chaos, without being able to discern what's actually happening out there, starts to become overwhelming. You see it all over the place. Sometimes it's obvious, such as the case of your nephew. And sometimes it's simply depression or sadness or lack of motivation or giving up. But they will all understand this in time as they go through these experiences. The only way you can be of any benefit is to hold the higher perspective of perfection yourself. By holding the higher perspective you will allow access for you to your inner self, to your guidance supporters, to source itself, bringing inspiration to ask this question, for instance, that will help others, or to say something to your brother, or to send a kind note to your nephew, which is exactly what you did. Holding the perspective of perfection, no matter what is going around, and that dipping into victimhood yourself. In victimhood, you will only have urges to change the conditions and you will be in fear. In holding the higher perspective, you'll receive inspiration. You'll realize that fear will always pop up when you're inspired to do anything. 
but you'll be able to push past that fear because you'll understand it's irrational. And when you do, you can move mountains. And a little thing like a psychotic break is nothing compared to the massive energy and power that Kim possesses. I feel better. <laughs> Who's next? Joshua, I'll go. Uh, Jojo. Jojo. I'm going to see if I can phrase this properly, but can you um, talk about AI and its impact on us? And like I, some questions are like consciousness, spirituality. Like, can you share with us something that we may not even expect about it in like 10 years, 20 years? Excellent. Well, you will understand that there are different levels of consciousness. What you might perceive as consciousness now, you'll say, okay, well, I say that other humans are conscious and maybe I can say that animals are conscious and maybe I can go out on a limb and say that trees are conscious and maybe even I could say a planet, planet Earth is conscious. Maybe I can say the entire fabric of the universe is conscious and that everything is conscious. There's really not too much that's not conscious. This is a environment of consciousness. As you have a consciousness, you have a level of awareness. So you could say that different levels of awareness have different levels of consciousness. And the human level of awareness is quite high. And so you could say that that is a high level of consciousness. Now, is your cell phone or car or lights in your house, your TV, are they conscious? Well, you would say certainly they're not conscious. They are simply innovations and technology and they make life easier and more enjoyable and entertaining and they are extensions of what we've wanted we want to be able to communicate with others around the world and we could do this telepathically if we understood our worthiness but since we need a bridge to get there we're going to use a telephone and and the telephone and then maybe someone 60 years ago said well what will be the result of this telephone where will it impact our lives they could never imagine what you would be doing today with your phones in your pockets and how they are little mini computers that allow you to do so many things. And the AI, AI is no more or less an extension of some technology to make life easier. Now, with any new creation, there are a spectrum of uses and those might want to be on one side of the spectrum and those uh, others might be on the other side of the spectrum and you might say one side is a good side and the other side is an evil side but they're simply different sides of the spectrum if you're thinking that you need to protect yourself from anything you're simply perceiving yourself as a victim that's okay you'll have experiences in victimhood and you will want to change conditions and control things and you'll invite those experiences into your life so that you can have some interaction with that and learn something from that. Or you can simply understand that anything is available to those who want to play on any side of these things. When you are thinking about the higher and higher and higher perspectives that you could reach, when you are reaching these higher perspectives, you are thinking in a new way. You are accessing talents and attributes and empathic abilities of your own. For instance, in one time in the future, when enough of you feel worthy, you will be communicating telepathically anywhere on the earth. 
Until that happens, you're using a phone to do it or email or text messages or any other number of ways of doing it. When you are realizing that technology is bridging the gap towards your natural ability, you can look at all kinds of technology. What is Google Maps doing for you? Helping you navigate around your town. Could you find your way around without any device? Could you do it on your own? Could you intuitively be guided? Could you ask your inner self to guide you or your guides and supporters? Could you believe that you could find your way to whatever address without using any device? Could you find your way home even though you've gone on that route many times? Could you choose another route and find your way home without any device? Could you practice this more often and see what happens? Or would you get so used to using your GPS that you use it no matter where you're going, even though you clearly know the way to the supermarket? Well, what happens if you rely on this technology on and on and on, and you never use these empathic abilities that you have? And you simply say, I'm always going to use GPS to find where I ever have to go. And then one day, suddenly, you're up in the mountains and there's no cell service. You feel stuck or trapped. You're going to dip down in perspective. And in that lower perspective, you're not going to have access to your empathic abilities. But those of you who practice this and who appreciate these empathic abilities and the guidance that's offered, you'll have an understanding that you can maintain that perspective and find your way out of anywhere. Well, if you are relying on AI to do all these things for you and you can't even imagine what kind of things can be done for you in the future, if suddenly AI turns off, where will you be? How will you turn on the water? How will you light a fire? How will you turn on the heat? How will you do any of these things that you are so used to? And so the only issue is, is the human going to rely on technology to the extent that they now discard their intuitive abilities? Well, as long as you are practicing your intuitive abilities and you are moving forward with the understanding of your ability to progress towards higher and higher levels of perspective, at those perspectives, at those higher perspectives, you will have your gifts come online and you will practice those gifts and you will have to learn to believe in yourself without needing anything else to support you. Because if you rely on something else that supports you, you just won't play with those gifts. You won't even believe that they're real or true or necessary given the technology that you have. But the design of the system is that everything that you want can come to you either with technology or with empathic abilities. Which one's easier for you? Which one do you want to play with? Where do you want to go? And would you like to spend more time on your device? Or would you like to spend more time playing with your friends and developing your empathic abilities? This is where we see you going and all of you going. You may not believe it yet, but as you shift your perspective upwards, when you embrace the unimaginable, you will know for sure that you have brought with you into this reality certain empathic abilities that will serve you further in your exploration of this reality. 
when they come online, well, you might not believe it. You might ask, where has this power been in my whole life? Well, the power has been there the whole life, but because you've been operating as a victim in fear, you've been in a density which does not really allow for fulfillment or for the capability to have these empathic abilities useful because you'd be operating those abilities in fear, and this is not what you intended. As you move through these densities into the lighter, higher, clearer, faster densities, these abilities come online for you. You might understand that there are those with these natural talents out there who are wonderkins and and just have this talent from birth, and they didn't really do anything, they just had it. And you can understand, well, they're operating in a lot of fear when they use these things. But those of you who are coming intentionally to higher levels of perspective and through to the lighter and easier densities, they just come online and everyone has them. How you want to play with them is up to you. But a lot of these abilities will be short-circuited by your technology because you will be so used to using the technology instead of using these abilities. As you start to practice these abilities, you'll understand how the technology falls short compared to what you can do. And this may sound fanciful and crazy and wild from your perspective right now, listening to this before they come online, but when they come online, you'll understand exactly what we've been saying the whole time. The technology is fine and useful, but it's not necessary. When you get to the higher levels of perspective in the lighter, easier densities, you will see what you brought with you for you specifically, and you'll be amazed by it. You won't quite understand it or believe it yet, but if you know for sure that you brought this with you, as we are telling you, you did, then you can start to play with it and you will see rapid improvement as you practice it. And in the practicing of these abilities, you become an example to others. As you get to the higher densities, as you use your abilities in service of others, you will be amazed at what you can do. You will know exactly how to use it, when to use it, when it's appropriate, and how to maintain the perspective necessary to use everything that you've brought with you. In the understanding of your empathic abilities, you will move more exponentially along your journey of self-discovery and expand to greater levels. This is what you all truly want, and this is why you've all intended to have these abilities come online during this lifetime. The way you get to them is only one way, through seeing yourself as worthy and good and completely intending to have the wherewithal to choose a perspective that would allow you to move through the lower densities into the higher densities where these abilities would serve you. Wonderful question. We have time for one silly question. Who's got the silliest question in the history of the universe? Ask that silly Katie. question. Now. I have Katie. Katie. Uh, can you tell us what's going on with morning sickness? Well, there's a little creature inside you. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That little creature is getting used to this physical reality, getting used to this idea of feeling and nutrition and a little bit of separation, not really understanding full separation yet, but understanding that there is 
an I and a mommy and a daddy, perceiving that it's one unit, but still there is an I in this. Sort of a strange thing. Sort of a interesting way of being. What are these sounds it's hearing? Where is it coming from? What are these feelings that you're feeling that it's feeling as well? These feelings have no definition yet. Nothing has a definition. There's no perception of reality other than thoughts and feelings and a sense of knowingness, but fully connected to its guides and supporters. There's no separation whatsoever. Knowing full well that this is an adventure starting right now, but forgetting who it is. Knowing where it is, knowing it's fine, it's safe, but getting used to the physicality, the gravity and the the nutrition that's coming in and the sensations that are all new. As you and your little one move together in harmony, there would be no need for this sickness. As you are resisting some of what's going on in your life, as you are not going with the flow of the thoughts that you're receiving and the connection with your little one inside you, you are offering a little bit of resistance. There's nothing wrong with that. You are figuring it out. And soon this will be over. But it could be over now if you wanted to choose a perspective that aligned fully with exactly what's going on, that you and the agreement that you made with this precious little soul within you is going to have an adventure. And you're getting used to each other. And you're getting used to the, I was all alone and now I am not alone kind of feeling. Well, what does that entail? Where is your mind going? Are you feeling responsibility? Are you feeling that you have an obligation? Are you feeling trapped in this obligation? Are you worrying about what you will be like as a mother and what you'll be doing when when the baby is born and how you'll be handling the life that you think you wanted to live in contrast with the life you are going to be living with this new soul. Well, we'd like to remind you that all you are is a conduit from the non-physical to the physical. All you are is moving back and forth and moving back and forth. You're allowing the access for this little one to come in, and you're going to keep it alive for as long as it needs to, and you're going to offer it some empowering beliefs, some limiting beliefs, and you're going to maintain your agreement, and it's going to maintain its agreement with you. But this is all supposed to be fun because it can't be done anywhere else. You can't forget who you are. You can't forget who the baby is. The baby can't forget who it is, can't forget who you are anywhere else, only here. So it's a wonderful, delightful time to think about the possibility of that. This is a soul, perhaps, that you've known for eons, eons and eons and eons, and you both forget who you are. You both forget each other. How could this even be? Where could you experience this? There's no possible way to experience this anywhere else. You get to play in that idea. So we say, remember, this is what you intended. Remember the interaction is what you both wanted. Remember how fun it could be if you wanted it to be fun. Remember how serious it can be if you want it to be serious, but it's all up to you. You will have the experiences that you intended to experience with each other, but you as the human, Katie, can now choose how you want to perceive it, in full joy or in full fear and control. But anything about a parent, there seems to be a natural bit of control and fear baked into this whole relationship. But what if you, knowing what you know, 
can allow that little entity to have its ride without too much interference. Let it have its manifestation events. Let it have its upsets and screaming matches and and feel like a victim. It cannot feel like a victim anywhere else, only here. Let it. And don't play into it. Keep in your mind foremost that it is the creator of its reality, choosing you, of all people, as its mother. If you think about that, why or how or could it even be possible that you two chose each other? There's got to be something in there. For someone to choose Katie, of all people, as its mother, of all people, they are pretty sure it's going to be a fun ride. They're pretty sure that they're going to have a bit of freedom. They're pretty sure that they're going to have a little fun interaction. As soon as you get on board with what's really going to happen, there's no need for sickness. The sickness is just the elevation in your perspective as you are seeing yourself with a brand new addition to your identity, mother. You're expanding that identity and you're shifting to a new level of density where that relates to you. How you define mother, however, this is will be where you land in your perspective. You are not responsible for anything. You cannot create in the baby's reality. You could only think in terms of perspective. Are you going to choose a perspective highest among mothers and allow your child to go through their experience openly and courageously? Or are you going to adopt a typical American style of motherhood where you micromanage and control and inspect and worry about every little moment or every little situation and then try to iron out all the manifestation events. That's up to you. You can play it either way. But we think that you know already that by being courageous yourself, releasing your need to control, and just expressing love and acceptance, there's going to be a lot of manifestation events as you move in that direction. But this is what you intended, and you will see it clearly as soon as you start to act. We've enjoyed this this inspiring conversation with each and every one of you. You have brought us to new levels of understanding. We delight in your questions and in your vibration. The vibration that you're offering is at the highest perspective on the planet. It is leading us to new ideas ourselves and new ways of thinking and new ways of Perceiving what it's like to have this human experience from our perspective. What's possible for you? We are seeing movement greatly towards the higher and higher and higher densities of more freedom, more abundance, more of everything you want, and more of processing of manifestation events and reducing that identity. The identity that you see yourself as is not who you are. Of course not. It's an aspect. It's something to play with. Can you release that? Can you make it malleable? If you can, you will shift greatly to a new awareness of self. If you're holding on to this identity, you're simply limiting yourself, limiting where you can go. We know that you, all of you, whether you're on this call now or listening later date, are contemplating this idea of expanding the identity, 
to see yourself as more. Who am I to understand myself as source within this body, in this reality, in this time on earth? You are the one. And with that, we are complete. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you. So here's what I've learned in the last 10 years. It's going to be 10 years coming up in November when I first started channeling. That was the first book, Perception of Reality. So in 10 years, <laughs> seems slow actually, but in 10 years, I've learned that we exist in this physical reality within certain levels of density. The lower the density, the thicker it is with fear. The slower things manifest, the more you believe your outside conditions make you feel something, and you believe that your identity is who you are. As you listen to your inner guidance, you are led through experiences to see yourself from a higher perspective. And every time you do, you have an experience, and that will lead you into higher, lighter densities. In these lighter densities, you see yourself more clearly as who you are. And it's easier to shift your perspective even more. The whole key is to connect with your inner self, listen to the inspiration, notice the fear, push past the fear, take the action, have the experience, have the expansion, and see yourself from an even higher perspective. What we think we want is different than what we truly want. What we truly want is a shift in perspective. That can only be done through understanding yourself from a higher perspective seeing yourself as the creator and not the victim. The way that White Light and Joshua have come together to do this is to create three courses, foundations, basic training, and the bootcamp. The first step is foundations. We're starting a new course on Monday, October 2nd. It is inexpensive. It's four weeks. You have access to the Joshua Live calls. There's there's coaching calls. You'll have a partner. It, it has a daily spiritual practice. You'll get into this experience. You'll do assignments. Emotions will come from those assignments, which will anchor the information, and you'll learn how to shift your perspective in every area of your life to achieve balance, which will lead you to a platform where exponential expansion is possible. So push past your fear. Send me an email to garybodley@gmail.com, and I'll send you all the information on the courses, and you can decide which one's right for you. We also have a retreat coming up at the end of October. We have two spots available. Uh, I'll send you all the information on that as well. Okay, thanks for being here. Like, subscribe, share, do all that stuff. Wonderful. We'll see you next time. Have a wonderful week. Bye.